your team, trade them out. Drag it to your mace like you never had a doubt. It's FMDT coming around for you. Cause no one really knows the way you pick like you do. Injuries or worse, suddenly retired and hurt. Get your backs, forwards and mids. Never satisfied you, boys got the shits. It's FMDT coming around for you. FMDT, 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 coming up for you. FMDT, there's nothing you can do. FMDT, coming around for you. Hello and welcome to FMDT. We're here bringing you the action from the last two rounds. It's been a little while since we recorded. Um, we're at the end of round 12. I'm here with my trusty co-host, Steve. Hello again. Hello. Uh, we are also are joined by our super special guest star, Ken. Good night, gents. Good to uh, see you again. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it's fantastic to have you again, mate. So we just uh, got done talking about uh, trades, and we're having such a good time with Cam that we figured you might as well stick around. Love to. Yeah. yeah. Just give, like old times. Give us a bit of flavor commentary for what we've got coming up. Sure thing. Bit of top of the ladder expertise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell That's us right. How to do it. Trade expert and probably draft expert at the moment. Is that what we're saying? The, pro- your- the prophet. We need him. Get your notepads out. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, quite a lot of content, so we'll get sort of straight into it. We'll cover round 11 first. Unfortunately, we might not be able to do it as much justice as we normally do, but we'll give it a little bit of a quick wrap-up. Um, Steve and I probably weren't too keen to uh, talk too much about these uh, past rounds, so <laughs> that's why we decided to skip it. But I'll start off with, it's WTF happened in round 11. And uh, look, it was another week and another unicorn score coming up against me, which means that another bottom of the ladder team <laughs> put in a personal best performance uh, against the old seven-year titch. So Manic Barcelona top scored the week, something he's never done before, never scored in the 1600s, never even scored in the 1500s. <laughs> Not and... just this year, but ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is substance abuse suspected. Wada has been uh, contacted. And, uh, yeah, lots of question marks about this uh, performance. But, look, uh, I'll give him a shout-out to trading in Brendan Ellis that week, who got him 130, which I was pretty unhappy about, and also took Miller out at 160 to his score. So he took me out. Well done, Sahil. <laughs> yeah, pretty remarkable week, that one. We'll match up. Um, but... I don't have much to add there, so should we move on to Absolutely. Shane versus Richard? What happened to the next matchup? Yeah. So, two keepers, one cup, proved that round 10 against Bart was no fluke, with another really solid score against the out-of-form Cornflakes, defeating him by a handy 213 points. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a return to form for Paddy Cripps with his third ton in a row. He got 120 in that matchup. Uh, Shane, on the other hand, was let down by... Oh, I've deleted the line, but anyway. <laughs> he was let down by many players, which is why he got 1360. They're only mentioning individually. No, nah, it's, it's not even worth it. Not worth it, no. Nah. All right. In the next matchup, Perryman's Merriman went sky high to the tune of 1621. Uh, not quite a season best, but uh, not quite the week's best, but a damn good score regardless. We expected this one to be a close one, but we were kind of let down by Kieran. Um, it was very one-sided. 
and uh, a huge win, almost 300 point margin. Cam shot himself to the top of the ladder with star recruit, man of the match, Ben Keys. 129 points, uh, probably the best performance. It's pretty happy with that. And as a bit of a um, bit of a thank you, well, almost a bit of a thank you, uh, I knocked off work on Friday night, and then I got told Ben Keys actually came up to my bar. And I was just like, oh, I missed out on Ben Keys. I would have shown him like the FMDT podcast. I would have shown him my team. You could have got him on the show. I could have. You could have got him to at least give you a shout out or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Next time. So close. But I I think I was like reward enough for for such a big win like that. Hopefully it's not the only time he uh, comes up to the bar. No, definitely not. Keeps keeping eye out. He's definitely got the keys to the bar when I'm there. (laughs) Ba-boom. All right. (laughs) Next matchup, Steve. Alright, so the next one was, um, what's up doc? No, yeah, what's up doc versus UN Security Council at, at the, the time. time. At the time. <laughs> that spun me out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so this one was actually a really thrilling matchup. Um, mm. 11 point margin and it went in Looks the like favour of what's up doc. Uh, so this could have actually triggered... UN Security Council's complete dissolution. Midlife crisis. <laughs> just with that 11 point uh, victory. So, you think his season was riding on this one his result? His season was riding on it and he decided to pull a pin losing to um, Melzy there. So despite Brett scoring 147 from Mitch Robinson, who he quickly gave the boot, um, he he couldn't overcome Millsy's uh, Tim Taranto led 143. And Brett was particularly hurt by Jack Darling scoring just 29, who he also quickly gave the boot. Can't mm. overcome a 29. And now the trees make sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, in uh, other news, uh, COVID Marshall uh, had an upset uh, win, on ladder position at least. Perhaps not on form, because Max put up his fifth score in a row under 1,500 um, however, the story of the day was Gibbons' injury that got Alec over the line. Yes, Gibbons getting injured got him over the line because it allowed him to unintentionally take Papley's 97 points um, on his as his score. Might not have been the uh, complete game changer, but it definitely uh, helped him along in a major, major way. Also, a little bit of a shout out to Chris Main, 123 points in this game, mm. with a 32 touch game. Very good. Deserves a big mention. Absolutely. Deserved a rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tied himself out after that one. Give him two weeks off because he <laughs> just missed the game before the bye. Right. And the final game of round 11. Uh, been looking forward to covering this since it happened. Um, before we can skip it. <laughs> yeah. With uh, Sid Nankervis-Sicious. Uh, 1579 absolutely demolishing some shit team Oliver's twist 1391 <laughs> now the funny thing about this wasn't was, the worst score of the round no I, I didn't get yeah, quite that low but the funny thing about this was Nick didn't really even have any absolutely massive scores he had Zorko score 125 and I, I give the shout out sort of to Bailey Dale who's just been so good oh, 115 he? just so consistently amazing um, and that that was a pretty good performance. Oh, it's incredible yeah. how Dale keeps delivering. Just, just has never dropped off. <laughs> and I was uh, absolutely let down by Missy Higgins, 42. Uh, 
bit early to start calling him well, that. True. We'll, we'll, give, we'll save that. We'll save that for around at the time. Around twelve matchups. Sure. Yeah. He kicks like another like uh, three goals. It would have been yeah, 65, 70 or something like that. It's true. <laughs> Wouldn't have saved you, but no. it definitely would have kept his average. All right, that brings to a wrap round 11, guys. And now we'll kick on to round 12, the most current round that's finished. Um, we'll again start with my matchup. Um, so this was the first matchup of the buy rounds. Um, so we had how many teams missing? Six of them. Yep. Um, so we're playing a best 12 system, um, which takes effect on certain teams completely differently than others. We had some teams with completely full teams acting like... They didn't even know that it was buys and other teams like my own and Shane's, which barely scraped together the bare minimum players needed. So 12 players each came up against each other in seven year Titch and Cornflakes, and it could not have been any different. Uh, Shane mustered up 853. I got 11, 11.15, um, which as a small flex was the third best score of the round. Not bad when you've only got 12 guys on field. Um, my shout out guys goes to the one and only Darcy Parrish. I can't get enough of him. He broke the Essendon record for all-time disposals um, in a match uh, with 44 touches and these guys are so enthralled that they're looking at their phones right now. I'm not so- looking at my computer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Di- yeah, all right. Well, Darcy Parrish, anyway, like maybe I harp on about him too much, but god damn it, he's having I'm a never hell, of a, him. hell of a season. <laughs> hell of a season. Um, that's my shout out. My shutdown to Shane goes to his uh, two pickups for the week, actually, because it's a well known fact, apparently, that uh, uh, defenders score well against Collingwood. So he got right on board with David McKay and Andrew McPherson, and between the two of them, scraped together. Uh, 60 points. Wow. So, yeah. That is deplorable. <laughs> is, I, was, I was looking on my phone because like, I've seen this name pop up. Which one? Uh, Matthew Cottrell. And I, <laughs> and I just went, gee whiz, how many teams has Matthew Cottrell been in? So, like, from April the 14th. Yes. What's up, Doc? April 17th, COVID Marshall. Um, May 14th, Manny Barcelona. May 20th, Perry Mets Merry Men. And now he's on the cornflakes and he got dropped. <laughs> So he's been in five, five teams. teams <laughs> any centre, anyone, any centre gets na- uh, who gets named basically gets uh, a get to go, get to run. Everyone gets to go. That Matt Cultural. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seven more teams to go in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not getting a mine. There's no way. There's no one. bloody. There's no room for him. Come on. Um, all right, that's that's my wrap up for that matchup. Did you guys have something else to uh, say about? No, you've covered that pretty well. Oh, impressive score with Zaharakis getting injured, particularly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that was that was my one sort of, I guess, uh, down, downside. Downside. Yeah. Or hamstring to Zaha. Speaking uh, of uh, pickups, Carla Poulter kind of came in from out of the blue in the last uh, five weeks. Thank you, Cam. I'm glad and, you brought um, him up. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of constrained by Steve to only doing one shout out for my team. <laughs> so you have to keep mentioning Darcy Parrish. You haven't heard enough about him. <laughs> 160 you can't not but yeah Caleb Bolter was uh, was I was very happy with him have you seen his hairdo mate yeah, yeah I saw look away. Show, like a couple of weeks ago as soon as I saw that I was like wow a hairdo like that that's like Bailey Smith levels you yeah, know? yeah yeah that's the sign of a great footballer but no he's um I actually I saw him kick 
a really good goal a couple of weeks ago, but I can't remember what the match was. But um, ever since then, I've been sort of infatuated with him. Yeah, it's good. Nice. I'm confused why how you even have him and Max doesn't still have him. <laughs> like I thought Max yeah. had him. He dropped him after a string of 50s, 60s, 60s. Oh, just before the 108. Yes. Okay, and then you got him immediately after the 108. I got him off free agency 108, but he had to clear about six people before I got him. I think I was sitting in maybe six spot at the time. So that was the week that you got Josh Caddy. Oh, who got 108. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know how to find him. Um, he got 108 the week after, though. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you, right. you wait that's until right. yeah. Polzer got 108. Yeah. Okay, well, good pickup because um, he's now got two tons in his last three games. So Yes, very happy with him. Speaking of tons, tons galore in Perryman's Merriman versus Two Keepers One Cup. Now... Kem, by my side here, got the second highest score of the round. Five tons in his best 12 scores and annihilated Richard, who crashed back down to earth with the third lowest score of the round and zero tons to show for it. Mm -hmm. Now, my shout-out for Cam uh, was the fact that his new new recruit, Sam Walsh, got a top score with 127. Not bloody bad. Yep. Love it. And um, my shutdown for Richard was a guy you just mentioned, actually, the irresistible Bailey Smith, mm. who scored very poor 44. Um, it's only room for one good hairdo in the whole AFL, obviously. That's right. So those are my, my highlights there. Um, I'll acknowledge that uh, Richard picked up and, and started Callum Coleman-Jones, who scored 69. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, and yeah. uh, Cam, I'll, I'll hand this one over to you, but Michael Walters had another stinker with 46. What is going on with uh, Sunny Boy this year? Um, I think he's just... Uh, he's played in the midfield a little bit, but he's still just in the forward. So basically, Fremantle really love the trio of uh, Brayshaw, Shera, and uh, Sarong. They think they can get it yeah, done. Shera, it's Shera now. Completely different. He's in your team. You can call him whatever you want. <laughs> Pretty sure their midfield has five in it. So. Yeah, and, and five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and not anymore. And also yeah. Acres. So yeah, not anymore. So that's five. why. So Walters is being. Oh, Acres is an outside player, right? So he, he's not really in like the. Oh, so, so is Shera to a little, little degree. Yeah, like he's sometimes sure. on the wing. So they kind of like they kind of like switch. They never uh, like Justin Longmuir loves switching positions a bit. Mm-hmm. So he will have two two of those three just in the middle, along with like maybe like no two of those four in the middle, like uh, Brayshaw and then Sarong, and then have Sarah and then Acres on the outside, and then mm-hmm. he always rotate along with five yeah. sometimes with Walters. It sounds like what you're saying is like he's sort of blooding the youth a bit more, so Walters isn't pushed to the forward line. Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. It's good to have a fair fan on. Um, to give us that insight because I've only especially watched one free game this year and that was the, against the coast especially yeah. when he's telling us that his own player is not doing well so <laughs> we, won't, we won't be trading for him <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> won't be uh, offering anything for that nope <laughs> alright that's all I had on that one did you have anything to add hey, did you have anything to add Cam yeah um, let's see uh, I do like uh, Vlossen as a bit of a pick up I yeah. know he can be quite inconsistent but Vlossen's had some history and when Richmond's been, Richmond's been a bit down in regards to just like playing personnel, Boston seems to step up more than most. So yeah, it was it was a bit of a wise kind of pick up. Actually. I liked it as well. I was trying to get Boston at some point because I do think he's capable of you know consistent sort of seventies. So not bad. I think Richards started to get a few more waivers in, and I don't think they've been too bad either. Um, like you just alluded to, was Common Jones and Boston was one. Um, Coffield not so great. 
but I think yeah, I mean it's his his actual starting team that let him down this time rather than the free agents. But True. good to see him getting involved there. Exactly. And actually not yeah, not doing too badly. Um but yeah, well done on the win there, Cam. Um your two trade ins, Robinson and Yo, were a bit quiet though. You're obviously hoping they were I, I'm happy with Yo. I, I know yeah. that he's like coming back from Osteitis pubis and I think he's average around, around about seventy six percent um game time. Even so, higher, yeah. Quite yeah. low, sixty seven or yeah. yeah, so like he'll, he'll work his uh, game up and do a bit more and within, like, uh, yeah, I think he played like 70% and got 77 so if he plays more to 80%, I think I'm laughing with him. We've got you here, so we might as well spend a little bit more time on your team. Um, are you happy with Oscar McInerney as your number one ruck? No, I dropped him. What? Yeah, I dropped him for um, Oscar Allen. You what? So, it's got to be a no. <laughs> are you kidding me? No, not having a laugh. Oh, because I needed 14 players this week. And well, like, you didn't need 14 players. You could go with 13. You could just throw the week. That's fine. It's a viable Against you, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're basically throwing it anyway, mate. Uh, okay. <laughs> you got Paddy Ryder with, with as well. the injuries you've got on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I dropped, I dropped uh, Oscar McInerney. You're um, kidding me. What, what are you talking about, Willis? Like, if you look at like the teams... I know he got 40 points, but you know who he was up against, right? I mean, it was Max Gorn. Yeah. Nobody and, scores and more against And who is he going to be up against, like, uh, in the next few rounds? So just, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe our stat man can tell us. I don't know. I don't know either. He's got to buy this week. Even, if he, even if he plays against North Melbourne, like Todd Goldstein is pretty good competition for Ruckman. So it is North Melbourne. <clears throat> yeah. So North Melbourne, Geelong, Adelaide, St Kilda, Richmond. I think probably only until he gets to Hawthorne, Gold Coast, Fremantle. I like all those matchups. Really? Yeah. St Kilda, like Paddy Ryder, mm. and then you have like and Marshall uh, will be back by then. Marshall will be back. True. Uh, Rob, like in uh, Adelaide, he's great. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Ruckman have been scoring well against us, though. He like he has been a good ruckman. In he the has past, been good, but, but he's not good this year. Oh, okay, yeah. right. I mean that's okay. I mean from a pure fantasy perspective, the guy's scoring, you know, sixties, seventies, forties. Like he got c- completed games forty three against Geelong. Got one hundred and six in round eleven, though, mate. Is that is that so far away in your memory? You're only remembering the forty. Yeah, and when they're going to play the Giants again? Yeah, never. And one score over ninety for the whole season. So it's All not, right. it's it's not ridiculous. Alright, that's right. You can pick it up tonight, but it's fine. <laughs> he, he, well, I, I did call him the next. Was it next Tim English? Was it? Yeah, probably yeah. a bit optimistic. Yeah. A little, <laughs> little bit optimistic. Way with a massive all winner. <clears throat> that was after draft, mate. <clears throat> like you know, you traded for him. Yeah, that was, so, like, that was after three mojitos, I reckon. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we'll have some questions for you a bit later as well, Cam. But we'll move on to the next matchup, which I'm covering. Uh, What's up, Doc? Had a very, very close uh, game against Ed Ed Redemption, but unfortunately fell short by just 15 points. And this was the only matchup of the round where the full score of all their players um, actually went the opposite way, as in Millsy would have won if it was just a normal scoring round, in a way, if we didn't have the best 12 in in place. Mm. Um, But really, um, it was only uh, a bad score for Kieran because he had two pretty significant injuries. So Brad Shepard concussed with six points. And then the major one, Andrew McGrath going down, uh, done for the season on only 15 points. So probably would have been a bit unfair if uh, Kieran had gone down, mm. um, having those two injuries. Um, a bit deflating for him, I'm sure, but um, good for him to get the win. Now, my shout-out for him actually goes to a guy that we just completely uh, shout on, which is Riley O'Brien. Because um, he had a... <laughs> <laughs> 
He had a fantastic score, one of his best of the, the year, 111 points. Um, he was obviously coming up against Collingwood without Grundy, without a proper ruck, really. Mm. Um, they had some... Max Lynch guy. on the second game. Or <laughs> yeah, Darcy right. Cameron helping out. Yeah, yeah so that definitely helped him. Um, even though his hit-out numbers weren't spectacular, he definitely still uh, managed to get a lot of the ball around the ground, um, helped without yeah having Grundy on there. Uh, on the other side of things, Milsey, my shutdown to him, um, goes to a player that's not even on his team. It's to a move that he made by trading out Jamie Elliott, who got, mm. who had a career day out there, um, huge amount of points. And if only he had kept him and maybe traded out any of his other forwards, mm. um, maybe a Chad Warner, I don't know. But he definitely could have got the win here if he had uh, played his cards a little bit differently. Even Shy Bolton. So, like, what? About 106. But it's not going to trade out Shy Bolton. Though. I know, but, like, theoretically, if you trade out Shy Bolton, Shut up, your muppet. I'm being th- theoretical. Like, 106 against 89, he would have won. So, you if he trade out his best forward. If he gave up his season, then. Exactly. If he got rid of his career. If he just went for any old muppet that's going to score 100. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. My my shutdown for his team was actually Chad Warner though. That's sort of what I was like getting at there because the guy, even though I've talked him up a lot as the next rising star, yada yada yada, it definitely looks like the guy is due for a rest, and it's a good thing they've got a buy coming up because I think he definitely needs it. Um, he has not scored well. I think he's expected to be rested this week as well. Oh, and, a double, a two week rest because he's got a bit of a sore spot, like stress fracture potentially, because that's what they've Don't had explain. to do with Golden and. Um, Golden and Campbell or someone else. Yeah, yeah it's, it's almost like they can't push a first-year player that much. Yeah, weird. Which is odd because I don't feel like Sydney have ever done that in the past. No, and now they've actually paying price for it. So lesson learned. Um, that's all I had for that one. Did you guys have anything to add? I like how Kieran's kept the faith with uh, Joe Danaher. He had a couple of like um, bad weeks, but he's kind of like shut up. He's look, he's not up to his like best yet, but like you know he's. Kind of right as a forward. I do. I find it funny, speaking of keeping the faith, that Chase Jones is still somehow in his team. Like, <laughs> he's averaging like 46 for the year. He's still there. He's, hey, he's, he's being back now. He is a back now, so mm. fantasy irrelevant in two positions. <laughs> like, I, I just can't believe he's in there. He's got to. Even in a bye week. Yeah, he's got to. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Um, I think he should should rename his team back back to Chase Jones for the finals. When he makes finals (laughs) for the first time. Um, Chase Redemption. Because you've got to think about what you want on the trophy. And Chase Jones will look real good. That's true. Yeah. Um, All right. I think uh, that's that matchup covered. Steve, take us away with the next one. All right. The next one was uh, (laughs) a train wreck. For uh, for Alec, who came up against the bye and lost. Wow! Now, n- yeah. So as we've talked about, UN Security Council, the team formerly known as, traded out what seven, eight of their best players. Yeah. And still managed to get a convincing 164 point win against COVID Marshall, who looked well and truly in intensive care um, after this one. So my shout out for Brett. I mean, it's hard to go past Jamie Elliott. Six straight goals, one Collingwood the game, arguably one Brett the game. It was hugely impressive performance. 
Um, and my shutdown for Alec has got to be Josh Battle, someone yep. who I've praised a bit earlier in the year. Um, I don't know exactly why. <laughs> Did he have one good game? Um, but he he got that 84-90 in early in the year, and then, yeah, he's absolutely tanked this week, 22, uh, for no apparent reason. Um, so I think he was struggling a little bit with with a niggle, but still, still, yeah, you got to do better than that. Um, so Alec copped an injury as well from from Mason Wood. Um, oh, such an unlucky guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so both Alec and Mason Wood, really. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess that that was all I really had on that. That uh, that the buyer managed to defeat someone despite. All those trades. Yeah, I wonder how much he expected this. I wonder how much he looked into the matchup and knew that he might... Because Alec was missing a lot. Yeah, he only started 12. And that's that's kind of my problem here, is that Alec isn't, isn't in a position to really lose a game. He's just out of the sixth. Yeah, on the ladder. He's in seventh, and you have a look at his team, and he's got a few players who I reckon he could have got rid of to try and give him a better shot at winning. I'm talking about... Hang on, let's have to scroll to the right round but he's got he had Jack Henry sitting there is he worth hanging on to a 67 averaging defender (laughs) (laughs) and Ben Ainsworth who hasn't got a game for Gold Coast oh interesting couple of weeks couple of of weeks yeah and Um, averages 65 only and that's not an injury issue that is just uh, an omission Mm. Um, so I'm just thinking that there's probably a few moves that Alec could have made to try and give himself a better shot. Would he have won? Not necessarily, but he kind of did give up on this match a little bit by only starting 12 players when they're players like, yeah, Mason Wood and, you know, Ryan Burns and yeah. Justin McInerney. And when you when you mention that, that's actually a really good point because two players there that he could have dropped, he could get in a 60 and a 70 and that would have improved his score by, what, like 120. That's damn close to winning. True. Not quite enough. But that's with a sixty and a seventy. If he right. happens to hit, fuck hundred the right off ones. the waiver wire, True. Mm, then that's you know a ninety point improvement on Mason Wood. You're right. I didn't so, factor in how low the two lowest scores were. Yeah, it's so low that he didn't need to do a whole lot. That yeah, get a bit lucky with the waiver wire to to win that one. Yeah, yeah. So I think he sort of shot himself in the foot there, and it's a bit of a questionable move for me. Mm. Where I can count. Uh, I reckon it's quite fascinating um, in regards to just the kind of like uh, the difference of the Sydney players actually. So you got Harry Cunningham who he traded in, did really well. He seems to be in a purple patch of form. Will he keep it up? Who knows? George Hewitt, I've had in my team mm. for a couple of weeks, and you just know that he plays centre. You just know that he can just go in there from <laughs> time to time, but he's back pocket now, so it's a matter of like, well, when is he? There's a bit of tagging for a while. Yeah, there you go. Mm. So he's done that. And then, yeah, as you were saying, Justin McInerney, who a few people have been seduced by before, including <laughs> myself. Young midfielder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how many next, next year's draft, if he picks up his form... How many teams has he been on? Oh, just... <laughs> <laughs> just just, just crammed about just six or seven times. Four teams. <laughs> Perryman's Perryman. Perryman's four times. Four times. Right, so you've been a big believer in him for a while. Yeah, so when I say yeah. a few teams have been seduced, it's just only been me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And Alec obviously looked at who was number one on the ladder and thought, this guy must know what he's talking about. <laughs> I'll take his rejects. Like, it can't be that bad. <laughs> exactly. One thing I did enjoy oh, about um, this this uh, matchup was Zach Bailey on, on Friday night against Melbourne. Nearly, I mean, I actually thought Brisbane was going to win that uh, at halftime. And yeah. 
Bailey was just everywhere early. He kicked four goals. Mm. I had a little bet on him to win to kick one goal, oh, and wow. he kicked it in the first six minutes, and then he kicks two in the first fifteen minutes, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I was pretty happy. Ba- Bailey's just standing up in the big games and the big moments, um, so he hasn't been hugely fantasy uh, productive this year, but he's been absolutely awesome from a pure footy point of view. Yeah, mm. yeah, I did catch that game, so yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty good to watch. Um, cool. All right. Should we move on? Yep. So we've got Sid Nanko Vicious. Have we, have we, have we had, have we actually uh, spoken about this team name change? Uh, no, I mentioned it in round 11, what his team name was, but I didn't actually go into it. Yeah. I wonder who, if he'll change it back once Roll comes well, back Well, this week, I reckon he So that's like, what, he's like fourth or fifth kind of like name change? I think year. that was maybe the, the running theme, right? Keep changing it until he's got his until boy back. His- Rolls-Royce back in the garage. Yeah. Back um, on the driveway. Funnily enough, did not have the guy that he named himself after. So, Nankervis did not actually uh, play in this game. he got injured. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. He played the week before when he beat me. And yeah. maybe if he had shouted out someone else in his team name, he might have had a win here. But instead, Nick, you went down. You went down to I Shot the Sharon. Um, and it was, uh, well, it was a league-topping performance by Max here um, with 11.81. Um... Has he improved his team recently? <laughs> it's almost the sign of a complete team upgrade, isn't it? Something, Something's definitely afoot. And that pretty much leads into my shout-out for him because his trades paid dividends with Brad Crouch stepping in for 131 points with a 38 disposal performance. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And... Um, I had a sort of I, I had a shout out for another player of his that isn't in the real top, but Trent Bianco I just thought was a really good pickup by him a couple of weeks ago. Mm, as a, absolutely. Obviously, as a Collingwood fan, he wanted to get onto that. Um, he scored seventy seven this week and scored in the seventies last week as well. Um, he's actually getting a run through the mids a bit. I think the Pies were a little bit more happy to do that the last few weeks, given how their season's gone. Experiment with a few things. Um, maybe not something they would have done in the past, but Trent Bianco has benefited from that and is looking good. Mm, absolutely. <coughs> um, did you guys want to say anything about Max's team before I move to Nick's? I actually just had a look at it again, and I think this could be the best midfield that's ever been assembled in B-Money. <coughs> just look at the names. Just look at the names, though. Jack Steele, Andrew Gaff, <laughs> Brad Crouch, Lockie Neal. Christian Protracker, Scott Pendlebury, and Josh Dacos. Like, to, Josh to Dacos fair, is his weakest centre. <laughs> and this is in a buy round. I mean, maybe no one was on buy, but, like, if, oh if Josh Dacos is your weakest midfielder, I mean, what? who's his second worst midfielder? Scott Pendlebury? Well, like, he's not, not beat to Pendlebury this year, to be that's fair. That's true. Mm. He's still at 104. He's still capable. And this is probably the strongest midfielder we've ever seen, like... It's got multiple first-round picks in it in terms of draft because he's got Gaff and Steele. Obviously, um, Crouch was drafted a little bit lower because of his early suspension, but Lockie Neal, fantastic keeper, back in, back in, you know, from injury. So there's probably only two guys there that I can really see averaging under 100, and those would be Pendlebury just because he's been down this year, and then and Josh Dacos. Dacos. Yeah, yeah. who was his 18th-round keeper and looked for all the world like the next big thing mm. but has really dropped off was he missing a centre do you know is oh that, I doubt is, it is, is that his full fledged uh, I, I hope, certainly Ward. hope so 
a guy who's averaging 101.8 from his last five. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. Dacos doesn't even get a game in uh, round 14. Yeah. 15. Whatever. After the bye. So he's stacked. He's stacked. He didn't even need to get all these midfielders he did. Greedy bugger. Um, we can only hope that this means that Max's team will not be as good for the remaining two bye rounds. Um, we'll say this was probably his peak. I hope so. Yeah. Um, on Nick's side of things, um, he, he had a few duds. Um, he had the unfortunate um, instance of Nat Fife getting injured and looking like he's going to miss quite a bit of time. Um, he only got him 48 points and contribute to his best 12. He also had Harry Mackay uh, get concussed on only 7 points, so it didn't help him at all there. Um, so a few unfortunate injuries, but overall just a lot of sort of poor scores. Um, a shout-out went to Ollie Florent who uh, had his worst score of the season with 43. Shut out. <laughs> We're shut down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, someone that, you know, was looking the goods for a little bit of the season, um, but in probably a matchup that you would have expected Sydney to do well in as well against St. Kilda. Um, yeah. Mm. You guys have anything else on the no. next side there? Maybe Darcy Cameron was a little bit... Um, His forwards really let him down, was, was a little bit surprising as well. I thought yeah, maybe with, no with the absence Grundy. of Grundy, yeah. Darcy Cameron would have stood up. No, he didn't do much. We didn't see him at the game much. We saw Lynch more than we saw Cameron. Because hmm. Cameron did play up forward. And, and really, I think Jordan Butts shut him down. So, yeah, Max Lynch had that first right crawl, which was surprising. Mm, definitely. Only eight hitouts or so, or how many? That's right, eight. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Defence still looks pretty solid though Apart from like Jake Kelly Like you've still got Bailey Dale Kind of like probably Had a bit of an off game But 76 for an off game That's alright 76 an off game That's insane He is that good Ben Shaw Jake Lloyd uh, Darcy Moore it's, it's still pretty serviceable Yeah Yeah well, And and just uh, Just saying Nick I will still take uh, Trade offers for a Nat Fife uh, Just uh, give me something suitable <laughs> <laughs> Really? That's yeah, maybe maybe yeah. a draft pick. <laughs> I could use one. Uh, there you go. So a bit of a down week from Nick. Maybe a bit worrying that he did have eighteen people on field though, um, and only scored nine sixty five. But uh, hmm. yeah, we'll see how he rolls out next week. All right, take us away with the final matchup. Your favorite one, Steve, of the week. Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one as well. Um, <laughs> So Sahil summed up this matchup very well when he declared to me at 7.30pm on Sunday night that Tim English was playing for Oliver's Twist tonight. <laughs> and I thought, oh, goody. What, what does this mean? And he was on 15 at half time. So this is a very accurate wait, statement. Wait, when did he tell you this? 7.30 Sunday night, like a half time. Oh, right. Okay. When, he, when English was on 15, and he told me that English was playing for my team tonight. And I was oh, like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, I was actually at the movies, so I didn't check the score. Oh, I see. But I didn't really check what was going on in the game. And it was only, um, I think I got out of the cinema at, like, in the fourth quarter, and pretty much just watched Tim English destroy me for the rest of the game. Uh, I feel like you were, you were responding to my messages during your nah, movie. Must have been, no, I wasn't. Okay. It must have been... I think we finished the movie at like um, 8.30 or something. Okay. So yeah, I had the whole fourth quarter to enjoy. Um, so Jack McRae... Did you enjoy the movie? In that game. It was really good. It was The Courier. Oh yeah. It's quite ah, good. Um, Benedict um, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
spy movie. Yeah, it was good. Enjoy the movie, and then he came out, check your phone. And I, I thought I was in. I thought I was in a good deflating. position. Well, no, because yeah. it wasn't over yet, and I was still leading. Um, and Jack McRae was going well. I had Crozier. I had so many players in this game. Hunter was doing well. Um, I had Aish going all right. So I had all these players. And then I noticed, oh, Stefan Martin got injured. Okay, that's not good because that means English will get more of the ball. And he got 23 in the third quarter. And then Sean Darcy got injured. Yeah, that was the killer. And that was the absolute hammer blow because that means uh, that after that, um, Tim English scored 52 points in the last quarter. Wowzers. To finish on 90. Yeah. And he outscored McRae, who only scored 15 in the last quarter. Yeah. Uh, and there's the difference. I lost that one by 19 points. So I'll give a little uh, shout-out, undeserved shout-out to Tim English for that performance. Um, and a shout, a shut-down for Bailey Williams for me because uh, all my other players in that game did pretty well, but Bailey Williams only managed 40 against Frio, who normally give up quite a lot of points to defenders. I feel like you can feel the sympathy in this room because we've all been a victim of Sahil this season. Yeah, we're really good experts. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we actually all have lost to him. We all understand what that feels like. It's just it's painful. <laughs> Especially when multiple injuries happen. Yeah. And I will mention I had Braden Sire get injured 29 at quarter time. Yeah, that was pretty unfortunate. Yeah, because he could have got 50, 60, mm-hmm. 70. Would have been enough. I'll give a shout out to his Saints, like Jack Sinclair and Luke Dunstan. Ever since like Sinclair's gone over to um Sahi, he's been doing <laughs> he's done quite all right. All right. Yeah. yeah, quite alright. Unlike Nunes, who hasn't played. No. <laughs> well actually he did play, yeah, he came he did, in as but... the medical sub in this game. because um, he wasn't named and yeah. he came I, on I, for Harry McLean. And I think Luke Dunstan will keep up his pretty good form for He's, a, he's always scored well when he's played. So yeah, yeah. it's just a matter of whether he's he twenty twenties best averaging player. <laughs> yeah. Hundred and twenty <laughs> one game. Five. Oh yeah. Yeah, so Dunstan, uh, will he stay in the best 22? Unclear. Obviously, Zach Jones, you're hoping, will come back in. Um, who else have they got missing the St Kilda team? Uh, Rod Marshall should come back in about two or three weeks. I think he's probably not taking Mark Marshall's spot, though. I mean, like, in terms of the midfield. Oh, midfield. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's probably someone else. Hanbury, coming like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't, I'm not sure if anybody else is coming in. Jake yeah. Gresham's obviously out. So yeah, out for the year. So it's probably only Zach Jones, really. Yeah. 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 So maybe Dunstan stays in. It's possible. Pretty yeah, good. with good form. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, Bytel is the other one as well, but as we've seen, he's been very in and out. Yeah. And Burns could be out next week. True. That's true. Mm. Unfortunate loss, Steve. Um, really annoying. Yeah. I, I will give you a shout-out to, uh, you know, the, the newly named Demissy Higgins. He got 116 points. Oh, yeah, that was pleasing. But obviously Score. only got the one goal six <laughs> and completely blew the game for the Saints. Yes. And I, I did miss that uh, end of that game. See that one, Cam? He had uh, about two shots on, on goal that would have put the Saints in front. A few minutes left in the fourth quarter. I saw the replay. Completely shanked both of them. Yeah. yeah well, no confidence. No confidence. No. <laughs> and you think what might have been, he could have scored, you know, five goals, two, six goals, one, scored 140, 150 dream team, but... Would have been enough for me and the St Kilda, but no. <laughs> hey, I haven't really paid much attention. But how's um, Jack Reddick going this year? Doing very well for a guy that got a lot of laughter at the draft. Yeah, <laughs> in the seven, eight, 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 that's pretty good. Yeah, averaging ninety-five for the year. 
Interesting. Yeah. 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 Steve. Steve. Steve has talked about it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still. He keeps on keeping on. He does. He does. All right. Um, another win for Sahil. So he keeps his premiership hopes alive with that one. Um, that is that is pretty much a wrap for the round, unless you guys wanted to get any final words in there. No. Cover it. No, just like, uh, just keep on going for those free agencies and just um, picking up, picking up, try and give yourselves a bit of a chance, really, because it's all about chances in uh, these last, in the next two rounds, that's for sure. Absolutely, Cam. Yeah. Um, well, um, speaking of free agency, that brings us probably to our next segment. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Have you heard his? Have you heard his singing? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's why I want to sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we can work off. on it. Right? <laughs> yeah. We can workshop this a bit. Diamonds in the rough. Yes, yes. Like there we go. Shine like a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll have a little workshop after we're done. Yeah, great. <laughs> I like it though, Cam. We need this. Kumbayama, yeah, yeah. Um, so we had. Uh, 21 pickups, which is about average for the league, uh, with a 62-point average across the board, which is, again, about average for what we've had this season, which means there are plenty of good ones. Um, we'll start with the crap, though. And uh, Shane had uh, a rookie, uh, Garcia, for the Bulldogs, uh, score five points, but he was an unused emergency, and he actually got injured, so <laughs> that would have contributed to that. Cam, he had Oscar Allen for 29 points, also unused emergency, so you don't get the call. Um, he uh, instead the call goes to none other than Steve who oh <laughs> oh you might remember this one Steve uh, a guffrey uh, <laughs> a guffrey never oh. smelt so sweet you got the wrong guffrey you got Zach guffrey um, Cam guffrey was not named in that matchup you thought you'd go for his brother um, and he only coughed up 35 points mm. for you and it was just not to be and the funny part about it was that it was the final pickup of the round so it sort of sat there like a bad smell just <laughs> sitting there for everyone to see this was after Blitzav was laid <laughs> everyone out everyone to see and Cam Guthrie yeah, yeah. Guthrie and Blitzavs were laid out and that's why my back line was so fucked because Clark was also out Witherden was also out and I was like yeah. yes Backman Guthrie against Collingwood Collingwood give up lots of points supposedly yeah <laughs> And I was like, Guthrie, nothing's funnier than Nick having to face a Guthrie. <laughs> oh, you did it for the lols. I did. I did it for the lols. I was like, oh, Nick will just love a Guthrie oh coming in. Oh, my God. And he was on like 19 yeah. after 10 minutes. I was like, yes, <laughs> I've done it. And he only had another 16 in the, yeah, in the rest of the match. Yeah. The funny part is that you weren't, you were still hopeful because Jackson Haley was your, um, that's right, on field for you, and the Crows just needed to name him after his sensational sample performances. Yeah. Needed an inside mid, and they did not pick him. So 35 points, well done, commiserations mm. rather mm. for getting the call for the week. First time I see it. It is. All right, we turn our attention to the top of the pack, and we had five players go over 80, so I'll give them all a shout-out. Bailey Fritch, quickly picked up by Nick after Millsy delisted him and got him 87 points. Um, Daniel Howe, quickly picked up by Nick after being delisted by Steve, got him 88 ah. points. So Nick mm. really... Needed a backman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though. <laughs> Howe wasn't expected to play that way. Remember? <laughs> it wasn't. No, nah, wasn't expected to play. Then the game got postponed, and 
I was like, yes, I've made the right decision here. <laughs> and then the game gets changed back <laughs> to uh, Sydney, and how gets named and gets way better than anyone else. Would have been my Damn. second best backman if I'd kept him. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Apparently they grow on trees. Isn't that right, Cam? Mm, backman exactly. everywhere. Um, Braden Sire um, got 92 points for you, Steve, uh, but mm. he was a unused emergency. Didn't even need that 92 that week, apparently. Uh, Papley, who I've already mentioned, got 97 points for Alec in an unintentional loophole. But the winner for this week was Sahil, who got, well, it could have been you, Steve, but you gave him Josh Caddy, who he started for 108 points. Um, oh, so really I get the credit because I picked him up. <laughs> thought about this. And no. Does it matter that the guy I traded him for got a better score? <laughs> Still no. See, it's it hasn't happened before. It is a bit of an interesting one because you picked him up, you traded him off to Sahil, but Sahil was the one that made the decision to start him and trade for him. So I'm giving it to Sahil. Hundred and eight. Eight points. Yes, thank you. My computer just wanted to restart there for a second. <laughs> I don't want it to do that right now. All right, let's move on to round 11. So let's start with the bottom of the pack again. We had... Um, well, I don't have the numbers for this one, but I know the averages were a little bit shitter, being the buys, a few less players to choose from. Um, at the bottom of the pack, we had uh, Shane uh, with a couple of Crows defenders, which we've covered before, not getting the points he expected against Collingwood. Hmm. Those were David McKay and Andrew McPherson. Um, Sam Wicks only got 35 points for Milsey, but didn't make it into his best 12. But instead, a player that did, and maybe a bit unfairly, because he got injured, but Mason Wood, 11 points for Alec. We've talked about it in his matchup. Mm -hmm. um, 11 points gets him the call for the week. Unfortunate that you would back him in. <clears throat> but looking at the top of the ladder, <clears throat> rather the top of the free agent pile, we had only four players that scored over 80 this time. Callum Wilkie was a pickup by Shane, who was actually pretty good for 84 points. Mm. One of his few free agent pickups that were good that week. Uh, George Hewitt, who you've mentioned, Cam, 92 points for Brett, getting that halfback role. Good pick. Um, <clears throat> Marble Chol, 97 points mm. for Kieran. Um, a really good pickup because with Nankervis going down, he was actually doing a lot of ruck work. Um, and I'm not sure how long Nank is out for. I think it's a while, like six weeks or something. So that might actually be a very good pickup for a little while then. Yeah. So yeah, fantastic there for Kieran. Um, but uh, it's happened again. The best player of the week was one that was traded away. Jamie Elliott, no surprise. Six goal hero for Collingwood. Absolutely massive comeback game. 105 points. Um, and Milsey gave him to Brett. So we've set the president already and Brett gets the diamond for the week nice nice I wanted also to mention this to you guys mm. I was looking at the free agent pickups and I came across this play that Millsy had picked up um Oscar Cle Cleverino here he oh, is oh yeah yeah the old Cleverino you guys know Cleverino yeah what's his, no what's, what's his deal uh I think the he's old like Cleverino. well he's not old uh he's like I think he's a guy who's been on their list for a while though like he might be 22 Two. or 20 yeah. yeah so he's been on the. I think he's been on their list since 18 so he's waited like 1100 days for a debut oh. and I think he's like 195 centimetres so he's like a key not actually a key defender but just sort of like one of those tall utility types so I wasn't too excited by him 
from no. a fantasy point of view. It wasn't exciting because he only got two, 25 and then backed it up with 25 the week after. So maybe he's a key defender. But here's the curious thing. So Millsy picks him up, drops Jordan Clark, picks up Cleverino. History tells us that he added him for free agency. It also tells us that he never dropped him. There's no sign of him on Millsy's team. <laughs> what? There's also no sign of him ever being dropped within the free agency. You do... Let's go search Cleverino. What if he's on another page? Yeah, let's check the next the next page. <laughs> so is he not... He's not there. He's not on the next page either. Where the bloody hell is he? Oh, Where no. is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's not on Millsy's team. He wasn't even on Millsy's team in round 12. Because I've checked his... <laughs> what? Around 11, rather, when he picked him up. He wasn't even there. He's not anywhere. Okay, so he's a free agent. Maybe he died. When was he dropped? <laughs> when was he dropped? Why is there no sign of it? And apparently he waited 1,283 days from draft from being drafted to being a debut. And then he decided to disappear off the face of the earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I fulfilled my life mission. <laughs> now I'm gone. <laughs> I'm Back mysterious. to the mothership. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the curious case of uh, Oscar Clab. Curious Clab. case of Oscar Clabberino. Yeah. That sounds like a good name for it, too. It is, isn't it? Yeah. All right, so while we've got Cam here, before we get onto the final segment, we're going to drill him with a few questions, uh, as we're known to do. So, Cam... Uh, so like it's right back to the ledge... On the ledge days. I like it. Yeah, not quite the spotlight. We're not going to shine anything in your face and try and extract too much information out oh, of you. Oh, I've got to drive home, so it's good. <laughs> I don't know why something in my eyes blindly, partially and I can't drive home yeah think about it that's right that's right yeah. well I've been playing you with truth serum all night though so oh okay yeah. right mm. god you suck <laughs> <laughs> anything else? <laughs> we'll get to the questions maybe yeah yeah, yeah. let me ask you something first alright Steve fire away you got question number one yeah alright so question number one is which position is your current, uh, you know, weak spot? Current weak spot? I, I would still say uh, the forwards, for sure. Um, just because I did drop McInerney just so I can have a slight chance against Bart this, this week. Yeah. So I've got Oscar Allen. So I can always put Patrick Ryder into the ruck, and that's totally fine. So, But that still leaves me a little bit open for the forwards. So I'll probably say forwards now, actually. Still forwards, despite getting in Devin Smith. Obviously not for this week, but in just in terms of your overall, you've got Nick Hind available as a forward. You've got Devin Smith. You've got mm-hmm. Errol Goulden waiting in the wings. You're still yeah. not too confident with your forward line, though. Oh, I, I think... It's a tough position. Look, back, back, in the, uh, back in the olden days, when I used to always uh, finish down the bottom half, I was, I was big on centre forwards. I loved the centre forwards, but they just never... Uh, never really clicked for me so now I'm kind of like you know just a bit wiser a little bit older I'm a bit wary about how flippant forwards can be so mm. I would I would say my back line is going okay I think with the midfield um, I'll have plenty of um, cover if I have any injuries in the next uh, f- after about three or four weeks so with forwards still a bit of flippancy and a bit of um, unpredictability there Indeed. All right, Cam. Uh, my question for you is just to tell me who your favourite player is Ooh. in your team. I've, I have an inkling of who it might be. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to do you want to do you want to do a three, two, one? You name it, and I name it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Three, two, one. Ben, ben keys. keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love love the keys. I, I was just so happy. I, I 
and jump. I thought like for sure that he was going to go before. Yeah. And because uh, you got him in like round sixteen, so you let him. Were you letting him slide? What was, what was your thought process there? My my thought process um, just in the draft was to um, go from what I heard in the media in regards to preseason and just go. Oh, okay, well, if there's some players like Kind um, that have been talked about in the preseason. Sinclair. And what did you hear about Ben Keys? Um, I, I didn't hear anything, mate. Like, I, I, oh, so I, no, I, no news is good news. I remember you trying to trade him over to me. <laughs> Last year, somewhere, yes. Someone. And then I saw his scores after, and I instantly regretted it. And he was tough of mind for me at the draft. And I just couldn't believe he was still there in round 16. He was just like looking through, like, oh, Ben Keys. And I picked him up, and I was pretty damn stoked. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's exceeded expectations by a large margin. I think even you would admit to that. Absolutely, yeah. He's actually scored more points than Sam Walsh this year, which <laughs> is mental. Yeah. Incredible. Only just, Incredible. but it puts in perspective, yeah. All right, is there anyone on your team right now who you'd be quite happy to trade away in a heartbeat? Not drop, not someone who's on the verge of delisting, but someone you just like, eh. I don't, I don't feel attached. I know you don't have a lot of mm. attachment to your players, in a sense, but... You're asking the guy, yeah, who literally trades yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone. <laughs> exactly. But anyone in particular. One or two players who are just like, yeah. Uh, Not so much see. you want to delist or drop, but more so you're just like, yeah, I'd trade, trade them for, you know, I'd trade them for the right price. Or anything. Yeah, I'd probably say someone like Dylan Shield. Um, he's... I think Dylan Shield and Zach Jones, <laughs> Zach Jones, uh, I would um, I'll still trade uh, Dylan Shield and Zach Jones uh, just because um, they've just cut their injury time significantly. Um, I think around about three or four weeks ago, it was about eight to ten weeks, um, just still coming back from injuries, and now it's just like around about three to four. I think there was even talk about Zach Jones. I think there was even talk about Zach Jones coming back after the bye. So we'll be after the bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <there was> no <laughs> wrong. Yeah. yeah, I heard the same thing about Jack Gunson. I realised what they were saying. So, so, so I'm happy. I'm happy to nurture these players, and if I get a, um, uh, a significant proposition on one of them, uh, I will listen. So Dil- Dylan Shields played two games this year. Yep. Um, probably back in three to four weeks. Yep. Where where do you how do you rate someone who's only played two games? Obviously, a good proven player in the past, though. Yeah, I, I think like to me it was more about when he was picked, like in the in the um in the second round. I just went, oh, okay, well, he was uh quite highly thought of. I think it was who drafted him, Alec. Um, in uh, the yeah, second sounds round. about right. Yeah, and uh, so from it was Alec in yeah. the second round. Yeah. So I, th- I thought it was just like a little bit, um, a little bit opportunistic that if I was uh, my form was going well that I'd get like another second rounder. So I guess in regards to that faith, um, Dylan but what Shield do you think would... he's worth now? As yeah. a someone who's still four weeks off, he's played two games all year. Do you still do you basically say he's going to be back to his best when he comes back from injury, or do you kind of bump off a bit and go, well, he has been injured all year. He's going to take a little while. Like, what are you trying to get for him? A player who's averaging 80, 90, 95? Yeah, I guess, like, even even best. Like, if he was averaging... If he came back and averaged around about 70 or 80, that's still a really handy person to have on your bench. Especially, like, if Essendon were playing, like, a, a Thursday night or a Friday night game, then uh, he would be a pretty good calculated risk to put into your subs. And if should he get over 100, trade him out for someone like Zach Jones, that would 
maybe probably uh, average that same kind of price. So, so therefore, I'm kind of like not. I'm kind of looking at the longer game as well. I'm, I'm looking at regards to not only can he score well this round, but okay, well, if there was an, another significant mid that I had and had an injury, would he be able to cover for him? Yeah. And I'd say yes, probably. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Well, my question kind of relates to you holding all of these injured guys, Cam. I'm not sure if you've got enough hospital beds for all your patients. <laughs> it's a bit like MASH, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, right. Um, how how many... Is, are you at max capacity? Uh, are you thinking of, you know, maybe taking on a few more? I mean, there's... You know, Alex still got Matt Crouch. He's like seven to nine weeks out. It's about your range. So, um, Jai Colwell sitting there in free agency. He's about the same. Boy, I, I thought about Jai Did you? I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> Only nine weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Just in time for final. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going to pull the grand final. Exactly. Grand final. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think I think I, I think my appetite is satiated. Um, uh-huh. I I think it's quite fortuitous that um, the game actually got brought uh, the game of Richmond and West Coast got brought into this round uh, because I had just enough players I had to drop Jeremy Howe you're damn right oh yeah. what so I just I had to drop him for like an hour do you reckon he'll get picked up yeah <laughs> I think I think people were some people are savvy to my strategy now and want to um, emulate it so yeah you know all the power to him Max has probably been waiting for him to come back yeah exactly right yeah, yeah. and um, so that means next week I have just we'll enough players to take on Shane so if we, if, we, if we keep talking we'll find out actually whether Hal gets picked up or not yeah <laughs> <laughs> not too long <laughs> is that what you mean no 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 as in waivers will uh, tick over oh, in right. about yeah. in about an hour oh yeah true true yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah I think so you say you've got enough me. injuries at the moment your hospital yeah. bed is you've, you've got enough but you're happy before you're tracking with him uh, after the buy rounds I'll because um, you're going to be coming home pretty strong yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah, that's it. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of an iceberg kind of thing. When, when you like, inevitably win the league, Cam, what can we expect? What are you going to spend your winnings on? What are you going to... What What would you do after winning the league if it happened? After winning the league? I'd, I'd come can you up, imagine such a possibility? Can I ever? Yeah, I'd, I'd come up with like the maddest rap. Hell, maybe I'll have like a beautiful rooftop party at 1910 and invite everyone and just like, you know, get everyone... Around for cocktails yeah. and a bit of burlesque. Oh bloody sh- hell! Sh- well, if I knew this was the case, I'd try to. Let's sell out to Cam. Yeah, share the love. You yeah, know, absolutely. Well, all right. Yeah, yeah. no worries. Sounds like a win-win scenario for us, really. <laughs> uh, do you do you think about keepers at this point of the year, or do you just worry about that come the end of the year and go, well, who have I got? Yeah, I, I did have to think about it last week. Um, because there are a couple that I'm uh, tossing up. So, I mean, I, mean, I was thinking about uh, uh, keepers last week because I drafted in Elliot Yo. Mm. So he's like a potential round eight keeper. And, There's no um, point him thinking about it now because he'll forget by draft day. <laughs> I, I had Sam Walsh. What? Why didn't nobody tell me? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, and I was like, oh, well, that's a pretty good substitute for like uh, Lingo Chera. Mm-hmm. Who would be a keeper for you, Bart? So, yeah, it's a couple of those things. But uh, right now, I'm enjoying more being in the present, I guess. <laughs> Good. I like that. I like that. 
Yeah. But Ben Keys, yeah, definitely like round 10 people. Oh, like, hey, yeah. That's very serene of you. Just, yeah, live live each moment. Magnanimous. As it comes. Sure, yeah. Um, all right, I think uh, I think that's pretty good, Steve. Yeah. Cool, thanks, cool. For, thanks for answering the questions there, John. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about what we've got coming up for round 13, Steve. We'll look into the, the tea leaves. Yes. Ooh. That's how we do the sound effects, Cam. I bet, oh, okay. I bet you didn't even see that one coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so authentic. Oh, I, I smelled it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, what a Carlton cooking. <laughs> <laughs> you smell what the blues are cooking. <laughs> Another failure. <laughs> Another steaming pile of shit. <laughs> As usual. Yeah. What's new? So yeah. this week, we do have a lot of interesting matchups on paper, and it was a struggle to pick the feature matchup. So I'll, I'll run through them. We've got. Fourth place, seven-year titch in, in obviously, first place, uh, Perriman's Merriman. But we know that, mm-hmm. that Cam's struggling to put a team on the park this week. So I have no hesitation in uh, tipping Bart. Yeah, that's fair, actually. Um, Cam, we'll get you to do a bit of a celebrity tip here as well. So um, I'm going to tip myself. Oh, okay. Celebrity tip. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's how I'm going to tip myself. I'll go for you, Bart, yeah. I'm very happy with that. Buys are panning out perfectly. Um, yeah, I do have 18 on field, so hopefully. Well, maybe if Tabernacle starts, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm happy with what I've got. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we'll go to What's Up Doc versus Two Keepers One Cup, the, the uh, grudge match, 11th versus 12th, the, the oh. two good mates. Um, what, what do you reckon is going on in this game? What do I reckon is going on in this game? Uh, I reckon well, tip wise yeah 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 uh, good question um, it's they both starting 18 players it looks like so fully loaded um, I think is Dangerfield back he, he is, is back he's meant to be back then it's been named oh they're gonna go for Millsy ooh because Dangerfield's back no because I had a look at couple of players like Seedsman that have uh, made their way into his team uh, recently and I think um, he's got one more one more good week out of Laddams left of him as well so yeah, yeah. very true alright I'm gonna tip uh, Richard here to to uh, get the win Cam I'm uh, just it's a tough one, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it is a bit. I'm going to just uh, sway to Millsy just because I don't see Port Adelaide's forwards getting up too much to too much trouble against Geelong. I think Rosie and Gray would have some kind of uh, impact, but not as much. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to go for Millsy. I like that. And Millsy's got Will Day coming back. That's that's oh, really yeah. what sold it for me. Will wow. Day, who I drafted, so he will be fantastic. But I mean, is that guaranteed? We'll, we'll assume it is. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, you're... Think, I think they'll put him back in. Yeah. It's that good. All right. So we've got an interesting one here as well. COVID Marshall just outside the six um, versus Ed Ed Redemption in second. <clears throat> it is interesting because Ed Ed's uh, been slipping a bit, although he had a had a win last week. Um, and he still got Taylor Adams on field, who who definitely won't play. Um... COVID Marshall only had twelve players last week. How's he only putting up 15? It's only 15 that he's got on field there this week because Cam Guffrey is not back. That's right. What is what is going on? He must have a strong round 14 team. <laughs> he must yeah. be demolishing whoever he's up against then. Yeah, um, yeah I've gone for Kieran here. 
Yeah, I'll back Kieran as well. Um, sorry to be boring. What about you, Cam? Um, let's see. I'm going to go with... Da, 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 da. You know what? I am going to go with Alec. Yeah. All right. I, I, I the upset tip. I like it. I like how uh, like it, his midfield can be quite like it can be quite unpredictable, and I think um, there's a few that could um, have a couple of good games. Could fire up this week. Yeah. Sure. Steve. All right. We've got um, another one that should be obvious on paper, but Nick is worried about. So we've got Sydney and Curvicious against the bye. Just rolls off the tongue, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, indeed. So. Um, yeah, I think that Brett's team uh, obviously has, at this stage, 16 starters. Um, it's not as bad as you would expect from a team that just traded as many as he has traded. Oh, I think you're being kind. Uh, probably am. I are you, you going to tip him? <sighs> He's hesitating. It's He's what, about 16 it. He's versus... leaning that way. Nick's got, like, what, now 17, has he? Uh, by the looks of it, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I think Nick's been helped by the Richmond game being moved forward because he's, um, he's got at least two Richmond players, including Jaden Short. So, hmm, I'm not sure if I understand those projections, really, but I will... I'll back Nick to... to yeah, he, he's been the better team for the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, the it's, it's the buy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back Nick as well. He can, he can take out surely the guy who sold out his entire team. I think his defense has got like a really good chance to thrive actually. So I'll go with Nick as well. There we go, bombshell guys. We've uh, taken, <laughs> taken Nick's side against the buy. <laughs> <laughs> now this one is a pretty tough game for me. I've got uh, Max here. Um, I'm not expecting to win at all because yeah. I do have a lot of players missing. So I'm going to tip Max very confidently here. What's going on, Steve? Why you got so many... Why you down so much on numbers? Well, um, I can tell you that I've got some good players on by, like Western Bulldogs players like Jack McRae, Lockie Hunter, Bailey Williams. I'm um, carrying injuries from Brody Grundy, Alex Witherden, Jed Anderson. Um, Hayden Crozier is another one that's in... Um, Bulldogs, obviously. Devin mm. Robertson's on by. So a lot of players missing. Seb Ross decided to look after his family, like some kind of fucking guy who doesn't care about my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think he yeah, had like twins or something yeah. like that. But that was that twins. weeks ago. That was last week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why can't he? Nice. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. The, the, the kids have got like someone to talk to each other because they're twins, so just, yeah. they'll be fine. Exactly, they can look after each other. And yeah. if not, they can, you know, eat each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only is one may play the game it, of life. Isn't that a twins too? <laughs> wow, savage. So yeah, no Seb Ross, plus all those other guys. That's what's going on. Uh, please team. don't have twins for <laughs> yeah, the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, well, with that convincing argument, Steve, I have to go for Max as well. Yeah, I'm going with Max. <laughs> yeah. And um, then our feature ma- matchup, which I agonised over because it's t- ninth versus 10th. It's not what we normally It do. is a very interesting one you've picked. But it is shaping up to be matched around as long as Sahil gets in and fixes his team because he's currently got three players on by on field. And that's no guarantee. No, it's no guarantee. And he's got his <laughs> Richmond players like Bashahuli and uh, hmm. uh, Dion Prestia on the bench. So as long as he goes in, fixes his team, I think it's shaping up to be a close one. Shane will obviously be missing... 
Zach Merritt and Dyson Heppel, two of his best players. And Sahil is missing English and Harris Andrews, who normally wouldn't get a mention, but he's actually averaging 78 for these last five games. Is he? Okay. Yeah, he's going pretty well. Uh, so this one is a really close one. I think I'm going to tip the inform Sahil. So you said he's got a couple of players that he can put on the field. He right? has Prestia and Huli. Did Prestia get injured? Uh, he did, but I don't know if he's going to miss. He's a test. Okay. Ah, okay. And I think Lambert's a test as well. So he could potentially have... Those. They're both I think, tests. I think it was actually a good chance. Yeah. 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 And Josh Caddy. Right, yeah, yeah. So, and I, and I think Sahu has actually been, uh, as a result, benefited quite a lot by the movement of the Richmond West Coast game. It does look like that. Yeah, that could be five potential players off his bench. Yeah, uh, in. He's um, actually got a full midfield at the moment, but he also got the Zach Tui position change, which we didn't mention earlier, to a back back line. If he totally covers Nathan Wilson, who got suspended. Another back, just what Sahil needed. Yeah. I don't think he's looking for mids. Just needs more backs. <laughs> Jack Sinclair now. Zach Tui. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Good flexibility. <laughs> That's what you need. That's what a championship winning team needs. Um, <clears throat> Shane is uh, having to roll the dice with a couple of free agents, I believe. And he's going to have to look for some replacements to yeah, Quinton Narkle. Who, who just got dislodged yeah. from the team by Danger coming back. And D- Mitch Duncan. So pretty good innings, I guess, but yeah, <laughs> unlucky for Nark, who had played well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want me to go first? I've said I'm tipping Sahil. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was going to do the same. Okay. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's not what I expected when I first uh, opened up this matchup. But having a look at if if Sahil sets his team, mm. I know we, we can't we can't really stipulate that for our tips. No, but I'm, I'm uh, hoping I think he, will. he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I find it quite. I find um, he's an avid listener now, apparently. So he actually oh, listen good. to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he just did the whole back catalogue. Yeah, nice. smashed it out. Binged. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah, it's a bingeable show. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that content. That's what the reviews tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm loving the rejuvenation of uh, Sour Hills team. It's it's bloody. It's a bloody good study. And um, <laughs> no, it's great. Like I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ever since like um, it's that actually trade, not bad though, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, like ever since that Ellis trade, he's got himself back in the saddle. Absolutely. And um, I find it fascinating that both teams have uh, a couple of Gold Coast midfielders. So mm. you you would be thinking Gold Coast could uh, improve their form with the um, addition of Matt Rao. So you've got Took Miller and you got. Uh, Brandon Ellis against Noel Anderson and David Swallow. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm loving Took Miller and Brandon Brandon Ellis. Are they going to feast against Frio? Yes, I have to say so. Yeah, mm. as good as Frio's trio is, uh, I might have talked about yes, yeah, wrong Brayshaw and uh, Sarah. Oh, I don't think you've mentioned that enough yet, Cam. <laughs> 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 don't even need that one. He's irrelevant. Yeah, hey, I've, got, I've I've got two of those. You know, I've got two of those. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm banking on. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you've already banked on them because uh, according to our bet, Brayshaw is getting more points than Shara still. So, yeah, I forgot about that. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, yeah that, that's gone quite well. So, um, yeah, on that note, Sahil, you're my man. You're going great. <laughs> cool. That's unanimous then. All in for Sahil. Sorry, Shane. Um, and Cam has dubbed you as the bottom of the ladder team for this season as well. In a uh, you know other featurette, I believe. Yeah, or the more reason to uh, listen to the featurette. 
Good luck, <laughs> Big. That's right. Um, all right, that brings us to a wrap, guys. So uh, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Cam, for being a special guest here. I've enjoyed your ah, legends. Awesome. Yeah, thanks thanks for the extra commentary. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we've gone late into the night, but uh, yeah, good fun. And we'll uh, see how uh, this next round of buys kicks on. Best of luck, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Good luck. <laughs>